For today's podcast episode, I am sharing one of the micro courses from my new micro course library. This is a library filled with very short, about 10 to 20 minute video lessons and an activity that enables you to apply immediately what you've learned, typically with some sort of worksheet or template based on what the video was on. You then watch the 10 to 20 minute video, and then you use the rest of the hour, if you have an hour of PD, to go ahead and put together or apply what you've learned into something you can actually use in practice. Today, I'm sharing with you one of the many micro courses for leaders about coaching with the GROW model. So I'll actually walk you through the GROW model and at the end of the episode, share a free resource on how you can actually take notes and organize your conversations when you're coaching a teacher. I'm Lindsay Lyons, and I love helping school communities envision bold possibilities, take brave action to make those dreams a reality, and sustain an inclusive, anti-racist culture where all students thrive. I'm a former teacher leader turned instructional coach, educational consultant, and leadership scholar. If you're a leader in the education world, whether you're a principal, superintendent, instructional coach, or a classroom teacher excited about school-wide change like I was, you are a leader. And if you enjoy nerding out about the latest educational books and podcasts, if you're committed to a lifelong journey of learning and growth and being the best version of yourself, you're going to love the Time for Teachership podcast. Let's dive in. Welcome to the mini course on the instructional coaching piece of the GROW model. In this micro course, we're really talking about the four stages of the GROW model. So you'll be able to name those by the end of our time together. You'll also be able to identify the key questions that you want to ask your teachers during a coaching session that really move the needle forward and get teachers to think about what it is they want and the steps they're going to need to take in order to get there. You'll also be able to, by the end, be asked to create a coaching log that is based on the GROW model. And the understanding here, or the idea here, is really that we are enabling ourselves to take some notes or document these sessions in a way that's shareable, um, both for your own data, but also shareable to the teacher in a way that prompts conversation, structures conversation, doesn't require you to remember all the key questions that you came up with and all of the stages of the GROW model. Instead of remembering, what you're able to do is just use this as a kind of structure, just like a teacher would with a lesson or a student would with a graphic organizer to structure the conversation. So that's the goal by the end of this particular micro course. So let's talk about the GROW model first. The GROW model is an acronym standing for GOAL reality, options, and then really what you'll do next. So what is the next step or what's the way forward after the meeting closes or ends? What happens between this current meeting or session and the next coaching session? So I'm going to walk through each of these steps with you. Just remember that it is an acronym and this is what it stands for. So let's first talk about the first stage of the GROW model. And this is the goal. So here you're asking teachers to tell you what success will look like. So we're really talking about a vision-centered model for coaching here. We want to really dig deep into what that particular teacher that you're coaching 
wants in their class? What does success look like for them? So this isn't something that we impose, although we may make sure it's aligned to larger school goals or department goals or whatever the case may be. But we want to elicit what is it that excites that teacher because that's going to be a motivating force for them to follow up with whatever action we conclude on in the W phase at the end of the coaching session and make real progress from session to session with you. So we're centered in that particular teacher's vision. You might ask, what will success look like? What will it sound like? If I'm in the class, what do I see? What do I hear? What do I see students doing? What do I see you as a teacher doing? What do I see your co-teachers doing if you co-teach a class? What does it feel like for the students themselves? And of course, I would only know that if I asked the students, right, what they're feeling. What does it feel like for you as the teacher? Maybe even what does it feel like if someone were to walk in out of the hallway or pop into a Zoom room? What does it look like for that person who's observing your class? What does it feel like for them to be a part of this learning community? Once you have prompted the teacher to really give you answers to each of these questions, you're going to start to really formulate a concrete goal. Now, you may have particular school goals or targets that you want to make sure that individual teachers' goals are aligned to, and that's totally fine. So you might just remind the teacher of that. So given these parameters or out of these two particular goals for the school this year, which one resonates more with you and what does that look like as it manifests itself in your class for the year? So you may have a little bit more guidance depending on the alignment that you need to see for each individual teacher's goal with a larger purpose. I think another important thing is You know, just having a rubric, a Danielson rubric or whatever rubric you use for observations. If it's something that, you know, you want to base that teacher's goal in a prior reflection or coaching year, maybe you coached them last year and you want that teacher to really speak to an area they've been working on in the previous year to try to improve, or that's an area that has been designated as something they need to improve, you can also do that as well and bring that conversation and that past reflection and observation data in. Uh, But we do really want to center it in what is valuable to that teacher. So even though we might be targeting feedback, for example, and the teacher isn't super excited about giving feedback, they're excited about students being able to write uh, these really beautiful narratives or something, right? So we say like the end goal is for students to be able to write these narratives and we have the teacher describe what that all will look like, sound like, feel like for students. And then we use feedback as um, in the next few phases of the GROW model as our coaching as a way to kind of get us to that place with that teacher. Another option would be to set SMART goals. I know some schools do this uh, as their main goal setting. A SMARTE goal is an adaptation of a SMART goal that really centers uh, a little bit more powerfully inclusivity and equity than traditional SMART goals. Add the IE, which is inclusive and equitable onto your existing SMART goal parameters. Once the teacher has defined their vision, what we're next going to move into is the reality. Really asking that teacher, what is going on in your class right now? What have you been working on? What are the challenges that you're facing? What have you tried? What are you teaching in this moment? Uh, Which students are having some specific challenges we need to be made aware of? All these different questions of just really getting a sense of what's going on in that teacher's class at this moment. And what are all the different things we need to consider as we go into the next phase of the GROW model, which is really going to be what are the different options available to us? And then ultimately, we'll choose a way forward. But we can't choose a way forward if we are not aware of all of these things. And also just enabling teachers to name what is going on and the challenges that they're facing 
often is a great point of uh, motivation to have this conversation because there's an element of being heard, of being able to say, not everything is perfect and not everything is easy. And by naming all of these challenges, I at least hear that, you know, you're listening to me and you're asking me to name this stuff and you're recognizing it's happening. So we can move forward with a plan to address that specifically. As with all of the questions in this particular uh, micro course for the Grow Model, really try to write questions that are in alignment with who you are as a person, as a coach, as an instructional leader. I think out of all the questions that I've seen, typically maybe out of 20 questions, two or three really gravitate. I I gravitate to those and and they really align with my personality. And so that's going to be easier for me to remember those types of questions. And it's going to feel more authentic for me in a conversation to ask them than something that clearly feels like I picked it up off the internet. Uh, So please feel free to rewrite these questions or rework them so they align uh, with your own coaching style. So in the next phase, we have gotten teachers to really talk about their goals. What's the vision for their class, right? We are going to return to this uh, goal idea every coaching call, but the very first call of the year, the very first time you do that activity, that's going to really ground your work moving forward. Um, And then you do want to return to kind of like a mini goal for each week afterwards. I forgot to mention that. Um, So we've, we've identified the goal for the next week or two, depending on how regularly you meet or observe that teacher. They've then described the reality currently happening in their class. And again, if you regularly meet, this is not your first meeting with them, you'll probably need less of a a in-depth reality description because you know you're familiar with their class. But maybe what's going on in the last couple of weeks, you know, haven't seen you in a couple of weeks, what's going on now? And then the next step after we know where we're going, we know the goal, we know what the reality is, is what are the possibilities? What is possible for us to try? And so this is really a point where we kind of shift from naming the challenges to really thinking about what are the opportunities. And here I really like to kind of say, don't think about how this won't work right off the bat. At the first start of this phase, we really want to think expansively. What is possible? What do you want to try? What have you always wanted to try? But you're worried, you know, about X, Y, Z until you haven't tried it yet. So like, let's put all that on the table. As a coach, it's been very helpful for me to have strategies on hand in case the teacher is not really sure what to say here. If they don't have a concrete idea of what to try, it's always helpful to be able to share a few ideas with them. And so a couple things you can do here, of course, we always have ideas kind of circulating in our minds, things we've tried as teachers ourselves, things we've seen in recent PD, uh, things we've listened to people talk about on podcasts, things we've seen in our school or in other schools as we visited other teachers and thinking about what's working in their class. So we're kind of always curating strategies. My suggestion is just to house those somewhere. So maybe it's an ongoing Google Doc. I've done this a lot. And then as the strategies grow, it kind of gets unwieldy. So maybe having a strategy of categorization in there. So either subject or grade specific, or even better, I like to do kind of grade agnostic, content agnostic strategies and categorize them in different kind of areas. So this is about feedback. This is about literacy skills. This is about the culture of the class. And so really thinking about what are those categories as you're curating to be able to just drop things into. And then when you have a teacher talking about, oh, this is the particular area of focus that I want. I want to have a stronger class culture because class culture is not where I want it to be at this point. Um, I, I want better, you know, discussion agreements, da, da, da. Now you have a bunch of strategies that you can say, oh, well, you know, if you don't have any ready to go, here are some things I've found to be helpful. Let's take a look together. In the moment, if you take a quick glance at your curation list, your Google Doc or whatever that is, 
and you don't have anything, I think it's really important to kind of identify a website or a resource hub of some sort that you can go to during a coaching call. You can actually bring it up on the laptop together and just kind of browse through what's available. So I'll share one with you at the end of this micro course that I really love, but having one of those that you trust the resources, you know there's a lot of strategies there can be really powerful in the moment um, when it feels like, well, I have no idea what this teacher wants to do. I've never heard of this kind of goal of theirs. And I, I'm, you know, drawing a blank in my brain. So this is a great just kind of backup plan. So as you're in this options phase, what you want to do is ask them, provide some options if they don't have uh, options to try. And then kind of after you've listed all them out, kind of go through the strategies, ask them which strategy is resonating and what questions or challenges come to mind. So this is where we can come back to the challenges name. Oh, you know, I really like this one, but I'm concerned about X and maybe X is going to be a significant barrier. We can't do that option at this time. Maybe we return to it later in the year, or maybe X is something that could be a challenge that we can overcome. We can still achieve the strategy. We can still implement it. And maybe we just have to talk through how to get around that challenge. And so that's something, you know, that as a coach, we really thrive in that kind of environment, right? We can actually help problem solve. We can help determine, yes, we move forward with this or no, we really pivot and find another option. And again, all of the options, depending on the teacher you coach, sometimes you'll have a teacher who wants to do all of the things. And so I've had many teachers who are like, I want to do eight things in the next two weeks. And so another piece of this too is really narrowing and saying, we can come back to these options. We're going to try one for now. And that again is dependent on who you're coaching and the type of teacher they are. Um, But that's really important to keep in mind because the next step is going to be um, to really figure out what we're doing. And and really briefly, I forgot I was going to mention this. um, My favorite content agnostic strategy hub, it's good for all content areas, all grade areas, is the Better Lesson Lab. So betterlesson.com. You go to instructional resources at the top and they're categorized by all those different focus areas I was talking about earlier. So you can just pull it up. There is a ton of stuff that's available for free. Um, I think there's about 100 strategies that are freely available to anyone. Things like this are really great if you can just identify that strategy hub. So as I was saying, you're going to choose one thing moving forward. And that's really important to be able to narrow down for that teacher. For some teachers who are kind of hesitant about the whole coaching idea itself and hesitant about, you know, um, adding to their already overflowing to-do list, having just one thing narrows it, helps it, you know, feel manageable for the teacher who wants to do 100 things and is going to just constantly add to their plate because they're really you know, high energy and they want to do it all, it's going to help them, you know, really take a step back and think about what is most essential at this moment, what is most aligned with what I want to do and where my class is at this moment. And just kind of remind them, we can always come back to those other options. We don't have to do them all today. So thinking strategically can be really important for those teachers as well. So this is the final phase of the GROW model. This is what the teacher will do next. So you're going to ask the question, All right, we've talked about all these things. We've talked about your vision. We've talked about the challenges you're facing, the reality of your current context in your class. We've talked about what you're teaching and and the student struggles. We've talked about a range of options you've thought about trying or things that I pulled out and, and shared with you. And, you know, we need to choose one moving forward. So what will you commit to doing before our next coaching session? Or if you see them in an observation before you actually sit down to talk again, you know, what are you gonna do for that observation? 
And I like to really think about maybe one to three things. So if they can summarize one to three clear next steps to close out the coaching session, they can speak it, which also helps because if you're taking notes in a little template, it's easier when you're typing what someone else is saying versus you saying and typing what's what's happening. Um, and then just be clear about your next meeting date or time. One to three clear next steps because sometimes there's some prep involved. So I'm going to teach this lesson on this thing that I haven't taught before. And so my prep is going to be to you know research a few different resources that I'm going to use. And so I need to do that. That's a step. That is totally an action that is worthy of writing down. Uh, we don't want to skip over that and pretend it doesn't exist. I'm going to implement it. So as I implement it, this is specifically what I'm going to do in the class. So if I'm coming in um, as an observer to watch that teacher, this is the thing I'm going to see. I know that this is the plan. And then a third thing that I think often gets lost, but is so incredibly critical in the coaching relationship and kind of the ongoing nature of coaching to be able to see that progress. And again, this is why I like to document in a grow template is any time that you come back, you're in the same perhaps Google Doc, you can come back and say, you know, last time we met, our goal was this. You said at the end in the W phase of the grow model, you were going to do this next. Um, Did we achieve that goal for that last coaching session? Can we move on to a new goal or do we have to revisit that goal? And how do we know? Well, we have to look at some sort of evidence. The evidence could be your notes or the teacher reflection on an observation lesson specifically, A lot of times it's going to be student work or what students said during that observation lesson when you ask them, you know, to name what they were doing or why they were doing this or whatever. But it has to be some sort of evidence and it should be student centered. It shouldn't be, well, this is the lesson plan that I put together. It's, you know, what did the students actually learn and what is the proof that I have that they did learn the thing that I wanted them to learn? And so naming the evidence that you're going to collect, naming that as an action step helps you really be precise, helps you know, the the clarity of expectations between you as the coach and them as a teacher. And it also enables you to say, well, if you collect this, the next time we meet, we can go through it together or we can link it to this Google Doc. So we have this running list of evidence and you can see your growth over time. You can see the growth of your students over time. And this just is a is all around great thing to do. And again, it should count as an action step because that time is valuable. That's really important thing that they're doing to take the time to collect the evidence and think strategically about what that evidence is. So your one to three clear next steps might include, it might span the gamut of prep implementation and evidence, might be just one or two of those things, uh, but you'll want to, you know, really name and have the teacher name what those things are. So your task now moving forward, your task is going to be to create a coaching log that you will use with your teachers when you're coaching based on the grow model. Again, this could be as simple as one Google doc for each teacher that you coach and having kind of like a four row table where it's like the G, the R, the O, the W is each a line of the table. And then you just have like a four row table for each meeting or something. It could be super simple. Uh, But I want you to include key questions that the teacher is going to answer And they're also just having them written out for you, again, is going to remind you that you need to ask them. But also what it does is the teacher can take a look and notice the pattern over time. I'm always being asked this question in a coaching meeting. So if I'm looking at these notes from my prior coaching meeting, or I'm just used to answering those questions every time, okay, now I'm kind of internalizing those questions. I'm almost starting to coach myself or maybe coach my peers. This is a great way to build up the capacity for peer coaching or mentor teachers. 
So those key questions are really helpful. If you don't want to put them in, you totally do not have to. But I think at first, if the questions feel unfamiliar, or this model feels unfamiliar, it's a really great stepping stone to be able to have a quality, you know, grow model coaching conversation. And I always want to try to provide you with some sort of um, example or sample to explore what this might look like. So again, as I mentioned, betterlesson.com has a ton of instructional strategies. Well, one of them is for instructional coaches and it's called uh, grow coaching or, or the grow model. I can't remember what it's called. There's actually a Google doc that is a grow coaching notes, note-taking template. And so you can just go to file, make a copy and actually create your own based on that. There's a ton of existing questions and you can kind of just pick the ones that work for you. Again, the ones in line with your uh, leadership style, your personality, the ones that feel like you'll remember them most and just use those and adapt that existing model. Or you can start from scratch, totally up to you, but that is your task. I can't wait to see what you come up with and please feel free to link any documents that you create in the space uh, below in this course where you can actually share and see what other teachers and leaders are, and coaches are working on. Now that you've learned all about the GROW model, you're gonna go ahead and check out the free resource for this episode, which is a template that you can use to take notes in a coaching conversation. I will also include a link in the show notes to the broader strategy on the Better Lesson website so you can kind of see the additional resources, coach tips, uh, steps to the strategy in their own words to be able to really understand more fully beyond this short episode and what they're talking about. And of course, again, this is audio from a micro course library that I've been building out for leaders and teachers. So please let me know if you are interested in checking that out for yourself as an individual or for your school. Schools are really getting excited. The leaders I've talked to are really excited. This is actually co-developed with a school leader um, who is like, I want to serve my teachers. I want to do personalized PD. I just need a resource bank of quality material in kind of bite-sized chunks for teachers to be able to select the stuff that they know fits for them. They know that's what they want to do next. They trust the resource in the library as presented to them, and they can not only get information, but it's a short enough amount of time that they get the information in about 20 minutes, and then they can apply it implement in their class for their own sake um, and for their own learning, or to, if they want PD credit, depending on how your PD process goes at your school, you can present it to an administrator and show them a demonstration of learning to be able to get that PD credit. So again, please let me know if you are interested in that, and I'll link in the show notes for more information. Thanks for listening, amazing educators. If you loved this episode, you can share it on social media and tag me at Lindsay Beth Lyons or leave a review of the show so leaders like you will be more likely to find it. To continue the conversation, you can head over to our Time for Teachership Facebook group and join our community of educational visionaries. Until next time, leaders, continue to think big, act brave, and be your best self. Thank you.